0: This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh yeah! Hey, welcome to The Bullpen! Monday post-exciting baseball weekend edition. Probably
1: one of my most favorite baseball weekends of my
0: life! Yeah, I wonder why.
1: Woo! You see how I
0: turned my hat just for you? You were still in short pants the last time the Mariners did anything in the postseason, huh?
1: I was 15 years old, my friend. That's right. Yeah, I watched in the ALCS watching the the Yankees just destroy us for no reason. Shouldn't have happened. But also, that year especially, there was, you know, other forces in play.
0: What, what, like 9-11? Yes. Yeah, there was that. Although, I don't know, that was kind of just the Yankees' destiny year. It happened right after, or it happened right before
1: that series. Yeah. I remember. It was it was tough.
0: It was an exciting weekend indeed, though. Lots of baseball, lots of good action in the Apparently ballpark. Apparently there was football, too, this weekend. There was a lot of great action on uh, the college gridiron, the NFL. Uh, there was even a uh, near $5 million purse in Live Golf. Ooh. There was a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. $5 million yeah. purse? The, that, yeah. Austin FC's head coach even got ejected for the first time. Lots happened over wow. the weekend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It um, only took
1: six months. I know, right? <laughs>
0: So, uh, got to begin though with uh, some news out of the NFL today. As Carolina Panthers firehead coach Matt Rule after a one and four start, did you see the numbers on that? What, like what
1: he's going to get paid per month? Uh, well, let's see until I, the contract runs out.
0: I didn't, but I wait. Well, let's see. I'm, there may be so. I, I saw that he's uh, what about three years into a seven he year, sixty two million dollar contract. But that's oh, about all I saw. He's still owed forty million dollars.
1: <laughs> he's going to get paid. $800,000 in change per month. No, that's not bad. That's per not, month. not bad at all. To do nothing. He doesn't have to do anything now. For the rest of his life, he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah.
0: It's like winning, a, winning the lottery kind of. Wow. And you know what? Mm-hmm. And, and I got to wonder, too, like, if you're if you if you're set up like a, a, a Bobby Bonilla sort yes. of set up like yes. this, um, why would you want to go back to the stress of head coaching or playing Hell for not. that matter? You know, I, I, I would just... There's so much stress involved. As much as I love baseball, if I had been a a top prospect and then something like this fell in my lap, I'd say, well, I love baseball, but I think I might love it a little bit more, getting $800,000 a month and watching it from the confines of my own home. I have a hot take. I think some of these guys do this on purpose. Just so they don't have to work? They are great
1: at being an assistant coach. They probably know damn well, there's no damn way that they're going to be that great as a head coach. But they take it anyway. They get the big contract. The, they don't do very well the first couple of years, and then they get paid to get the hell out of
0: there. Yeah. Reminds do you me, think people would do that? No, well, I, I Sure. I'm sure there are some people who would. Kind of reminds me of uh, Russ Martin, former uh, radio fellow out of Dallas, one of my uh, biggest influences in all of my career. Mm. And back in '08, there was a, a situation. Found himself off the air. He was with CBS Radio at the time. And so CBS was forced to pay him out $1.2 million to sit off the air for more than a year. All you had to do was sit in his palatial estate up there in North Texas and collect one point two million dollars. The same reason radio can be quite stressful, as you know. I was thinking to myself, if I made seven figures as a terrestrial radio, why would I ever come back to do this?
1: If these guys (laughs) paid me to stay away, I would gladly just not do anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The the stress. That's fine. Or give me a Comrex. I'll work from home. That would work, too. (laughs) So uh, rules firing today comes less than 24 hours after that 37-15 loss to the 49ers. And as we mentioned, less than three years into that seven-year, $62 million contract that was given in January of 2020. And he was given that to turn around the Panthers in a similar way that he did with uh, collegiate programs at mm. Temple, Baylor. Mm. Uh, he was fired with a record of eleven and twenty-seven, including this year's one and four start. To be fair, he's had some pretty trash quarterbacks. No, he has, and that experience. was the problem. Yes, that was that was the whole problem. They all never along. had
1: the guy. They thought <laughs> they thought Sam Darnold would be the guy. Right.
0: Well, so they, they inherited. And they Cam, hoped, they yeah, inherited Cam exactly, and they, and, but and, then they brought him back, and they got hurt, and then they brought him back. And then he got cut because
1: yeah. he, he's no longer the same.
0: Yeah, he had that foot surgery, right? I think he had a, a shoulder issue too. I don't know if we'll they ever brought him see back. He was he was he was not. He was just a shell of himself. Yeah. Then they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. He was released after a season after he got a three mil sixty three three year sixty three million dollar deal. They really thought that everyone really thought
1: Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater was going to cross that line. Yeah. You know, from be the from, guy.
0: From competent to great, right, and it was just was not too much. Now then, comes Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. who you mentioned, uh, third round pick. He went thirteen and twenty five as a starter in New York. Oh, man. Then Carolina brought back Cam Newton mm-hmm. midway through last season. Uh, <laughs> Darnold suffered a soldier shoulder injury, and uh, they watched the first pick of the twenty eleven draft go zero and five. After that, <laughs> so you're right, absolutely right. Quarterback is the problem here. Um, I mean, uh,
1: to be fair. Those guys probably were talented enough to be competent if they had the right coach. I don't think he – I just don't think he had it. He clearly didn't have it. No, you know I mean, And he can't even do it with Baker Mayfield this
0: year either. Uh, well, I think a lot of that is on Baker Mayfield too. True. The overhyped Baker Mayfield. I'm shocked, utterly shocked that that happened. I mean, a kid from Lake Travis is yeah. overhyped. Oh, we,
1: my God. We can say that now because he's, he's in Carolina <laughs> and doesn't <laughs> listen to us.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'd say it to his face. i afraid of you, Baker. No, but you're right. Uh, it hadn't worked, out. and and you know Baker showed some signs when he was with the Browns. Yes. that he might be, you know, a, a, a pretty solid QB. Yeah, and I think he had what just some some several flashes of greatness. 2020 was one his time best a, in 2020 that was yeah, about it. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: uh, but injuries are a big part of that as well.
0: Yeah. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah,
1: it's really hard to maintain momentum if you keep going out.
0: Well, Rule said, uh, you know, he he felt like the overall. Roster was good enough to win this season, as long as he got some production from Baker Mayfield. Had to be had, to get a better coach, which has not happened. Nope. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Matt Rule out today from the Panthers. Thoughts and prayers, except not really,
1: because he's going to be just fine. <laughs> right, right. Uh, hey guys, you... sorry they're paying me to le- to bounce. Good luck. See ya. Never going to see me again. Bye bye. Forty mail. Bye.
0: How how likely is it that that being Tom Brady that you you just constantly get called the calls go your way. Even even when they really shouldn't be nice. Hmm? That'd be nice. No, I'm saying. Do you think that that is the case? Of with, with Tom Brady. Of course. So, did you watch the Falcons game, Falcons Bucks game yesterday? There was a, a, a situation in which a, a lineman has said that Tom Brady was unnecessarily thrown to the ground.
1: I saw the uh, the phantom roughing ref- the passer call. That's, if that's it. what you're referring yes. to. Yes, yeah. yes, I did see that, and yes, it was phantom
0: Re- referee Jerome Boger. Said the Atlanta Falcons defensive lineman Grady Jarrett, "Quote unnecessarily threw Tom Brady to the ground as part of his explanation for that roughing the passer call unnecessarily." And this, and this was a key third down late in, late in the game yesterday. They were down, uh, Falcons down by six with three minutes, three seconds to play. They appeared unnecessarily. That's, that's what, what his explanation was. Yeah, unnecessarily. Now they they what? appeared to stop the, the Buccaneers. As far as I could tell, they did. Stopped the Bucks at midfield on Jarrett's third down sack of Tom Brady. Yes, Boger threw the flag. That allowed the drive to continue. Tampa ran out the clock, and that was a 20, 21-15 was the win. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened here is uh, Grady Jarrett wrapped Brady up, rolled to the ground, brought him along with him. That apparently was enough for an unnecessary roughness call. Now, if it were you, no. Nah, no. Dude.
1: Dude could fall right just, on me. You just, just could yeah put his hand to my face, which is also a penalty, and they'd be like, ah, shake it off, man. You'll be fine.
0: And Tampa's right tackle, uh, Tristan Wirfs. I mean, he said, look, I think Tom, being who he is, he's going to get those calls more than not. A hundred percent. That's like the, one that. of the most accurate things anybody has ever said in the history of ever. He's been, he's been getting those calls for years. Yeah. And he, and he got the tuck rule called
1: in his second season. <laughs> give me a break.
0: <laughs> yeah. or third, I don't know when that
1: was, but I think it was his second season.
0: That rough in the passer call, that was one of six penalties uh, against Atlanta yesterday for 55 yards. Tampa Bay flagged six times for 45.
1: Dude, the refs are trash this year. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. give me a break. They are Awful, yeah. And now they're being even more cautious because of the Tua injury. So thanks a lot, Dolphins.
0: Speaking of which, the it's the the hits just keep on coming for Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL, you know, pledging on the side to err on the side of caution in the in the wake of this Tua situation. So uh, Tua being in concussion protocol, Teddy Bridgewater got the start. Eesh. Teddy Bridgewater now in concussion protocol. Eesh. Yeah, uh, this coming in their forty seventeen loss to the Jets yesterday, which is real unfortunate. Forty. To seventeen, very, to the Jets, very unfortunate. That, if, you're the, if you're the Miami Dolphins and you're losing like that to the Jets, you've hit a low point. And I'm pretty sure they still have a winning record. Mike McDaniel's got to do something different there. Clearly, something is.
1: Well, I, who was their who was their backup to the backup?
0: Uh, so their backup to the backup uh, was. Let's see here. I, I had this momentarily, and uh, I've I've lost it. But okay. uh, that. But it, it's about it. He, he was about as important as that. Um, yeah, I mean, it got it, it. Got it. None of us know, um, but yeah. So he apparently Bridgewater passed a locker room examination, but the Booth ATC spotter believed Bridgewater stumbled after he was hit in the first snap of the game. This is the very first snap of the game. Uh, the perceived stumble triggered the recently added ataxia clause in the mm-hmm. league's concussion protocol. This is a no-go symptom requiring players to be taken to the locker room, prohibited from returning to the game under any circumstance. So the NFL and the Players Association announced the amendment to the protocol late Saturday. Uh, this after a nearly two-week-long investigation into whether protocol was properly followed when Tua got hurt. Bridgewater making his first start of the season in place of Tua. He sustained a concussion uh, in the Dolphins' loss to the Bengals back in September 29th, currently in concussion protocol. Here we go. Answer to your question, Skylar Thompson. Saw that. Got yep. his first game action of his career.
1: I would have had more info, but the
0: Wi-Fi sucks in here. Yeah, I, I understand. Well, these walls were built to, to protect a, a that sitting is president. That is so, you know, that, that's why we can't get anything. But uh, Bridgewater was in the Dolphins' locker room after the game. Uh, Kansas State. Returned uh, return to the Miami with the team uh, as uh, is uh, receiver Tyreek Hill, who left MetLife Stadium with a walking boot on his left foot after he got stepped on in the fourth quarter. Left tackle Taron Armstead also left the game with a toe injury, didn't return. Mike McDaniel said Armstead would remain in New York, scheduled to see a specialist to get another opinion. Apparently this is an injury that's been lingering since week one. But uh, Sunday marked the first instance of the NFL implementing this ataxia rule, which is defined as abnormality of balance, stability, motor coordination, or dysfunctional speech caused by a neurological issue. And it uh, looks like uh, they they just they, they were definitely erring on the side of the car. I mean, the NFL has gotten a lot of bad press in recent weeks with these head Let me head tell knocks.
1: you what uh, Wikipedia is saying about Sir Skylar Thompson here. When healthy. Sir? Yeah, I don't know. He played very well and has since been considered one of the best quarterbacks in the history of Kansas State football, having the all-time record for passer rating, over 2,000 yards, the second most career passing touchdowns and passing yards in school history. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not too shabby at all. 7,000 yards total, 552 uh, passes, 44 touchdowns, 8 interceptions total in his college career. So, damn, what happened? (laughs) Well, <laughs> How do you how do you still not do well against the Jets, man? Come on. Um It's
0: not like we haven't seen that before. I know. That's
1: true. The Jets are very much improved this year. Yeah. I thought they were going to be the low point, but maybe not.
0: Yeah. No, they 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 uh they they are not who we thought they are. Same with the Giants. 4 and 1. They are not about who we that? thought we are either. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh um, I love it. Parody. Yeah, yeah the Jets Finally. Jets look pretty good though. 40, 40 to 17. Over the, over the Miami Dolphins.
1: Ugh, I'd hate to be a Dolphins fan right now. My God.
0: yeah. It Surprisingly, would, I don't know any. It, it would be tough. It would be tough to be a Dolphins fan right now and, and stay positive. There's nothing going on. And I really don't like you guys, head coach. I don't like Mike McDaniel. I'm just going to go on record and say it right now. The guy's a clown. He has no business coaching. Uh, he has no business being in front of a camera and speaking. Uh,
1: he seems a bit over, in his, over his, to, his head right he now. He needs to
0: lay off the weed is what he needs to do. Because nah. every time he opens his mouth... He sounds like he's stoned every single time.
1: No, yeah, I, 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 I can't
0: judge. I, 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 I'm being a little harsh on the guy. He, 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 a I little, mean, he, he's, you think? He, he's done some good things. <laughs> but I just don't like the way he's handled himself and the Tua situation. No doubt. I don't think he's represented his team well. And when when, when questioned about it in the, in the media. He doesn't really take he, he full responsibility. Not no responsibility.
1: I, I haven't heard much accountability on
0: that. He takes He's taken less responsibility than a politician.
1: Yeah. Right now, because at the end of the end of the day, all all you know decisions falls on the head coach. Yeah. So yeah, brutal man. It's so
0: brutal. Uh, stick around here on the bullpen. We got more NFL talk on the way. We uh, no longer are the Houston Texans winless. How about that? This, is a, this was that a, was bonkers. this was a big weekend for the Houston <laughs> Texans. Uh, also, a former Texas Longhorn first uh, racks up his first points in the NFL. Oh. We will talk some uh, college football, and of course, we're gonna get to uh, the baseball postseason. That and more 512-834-1027 is the number here in the bullpen. Hell yeah! Give us a call. Giddy up! This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on one zero two seven ESPN.
2: I think just like anything, winning winning gives you confidence, you know, and you know you get confidence every time you win. But you know, when you win, you know, win a game like today, you know, especially beat the, you know the defending champion, you get the confidence. There's a little more that goes with that, you know, I'm, you know. The reality is, it's still just one win, and we're in tune with that. But yeah, definitely. No, this is uh, this is something. These are games that you look forward to playing in, in, you know, in a regular season. But at the end of the day, you, you have to just keep stacking success and, and keep making making it about yourself. And, and, and I think our, our I think our, our locker room does a really good job of that.
0: And welcome back to the bullpen, Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins, with you. You just heard Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy there. Cowboys Mike McCarthy with a little bit of a melody behind it, a, a little, little bit, ma- ma- much more improved. Mike McCarthy with music behind him. Uh, you you got to do what you got to do to make <laughs> my it. it, it there's yeah, not much that can, can make Mike McCarthy sound animated. Yeah, you got to you got to his press conferences make me you fall got. asleep
1: at work. Don't tell anyone.
0: No, it, it's great. You know, if if you've got a, an issue with uh, insomnia, you know. and, and uh, <laughs> you can fix it. Promise. Yeah, you know, uh, Halcyon's not working for you. <laughs> yeah, just turn turn on a Mike McCarthy press Amen. conference. man, Make oh, it nice and
1: soft worked. because he talks really loud sometimes.
0: So once again, led by their very dominant defense, Dallas Cowboys, smother Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams smother. offense en route to a 22-10 nice. victory. Good adjective. They smothered him. Uh, The offensive fireworks, uh, few and far between, but there was, you know, there was some explosivity, uh, especially with one player in particular. There was a very explosive moment. Talking about Tony Pollard. Ooh, got it. Absolutely. Nailed it. Yes, sir. Uh, Entered the week's contest against the Rams listed as questionable with an illness. We weren't really sure what we were going to get from him.
1: Something seems to be going around that
0: locker room potentially. Yeah. And
1: we were told it was just a cold originally, so I would assume that's what it is. I guess. Yeah. Just speculating.
0: The uh, team he was pretty optimistic, though, that he was going to be able to play. Turns out he could. Uh, no secret that without Dak Prescott there, the Cowboys offense is a lot more conservative, a little mm-hmm. bit more one-dimensional.
1: That's okay. It's
0: working. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um, so, heavy heavy reliance on the ground game. Mm-hmm. And Tony Pollard... What did I
1: say? Yeah. Did I not say if the run game works, it's game over?
0: Absolutely. And you were right. You are right. And, you know, he's a great balance of of conserv- conservatism and explosive, ex- explosivity, explosiveness, explosivo. Bro, they all work, man. What's the name just of whatever, the song. Whatever's easiest that
1: rolls off your tongue.
0: Um, so after surrendering this uh, 9-0 lead, the Cowboys had just lost the game's momentum after allowing 10 consecutive points. At their own 43-yard line, Tony Pollard took the handoff.
1: Pollard right up the middle. Tony Pollard breaking free. That's what a big play, play-by-play guy is supposed to sound
0: like. Absolutely. That, that is how you do it. Absolutely. Taking the handoff there from Cooper Rush, evading tacklers, darting back and forth. Big play. Stole the momentum right back from the Rams. Hell yeah. And uh, that's pretty much all they needed. And that was it. Dallas offense didn't throw a lot of punches, but but... Pollard's definitely was a chin shot. They had some haymakers. Yes, that's
1: what they did. That's right. Is that work? Is that that's Absolutely. Work? Okay, swing, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That Absolutely. I don't know your sport. All right, I'm 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 guessing on the fly here. I just <laughs> I just played the Mike Tyson game when I was younger and I could never beat him.
0: You couldn't beat Mike Tyson. No.
1: All you had to do. Was, I gave up. All you had to do was I just dodge up. those uppercuts for like sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. He says sixty yeah. seconds. Got it. Let me just. Let me get my regular Nintendo out. I'll, I'll give that a try again. If you do, 60, bring it, bring Dodge again. for sixty seconds, throw one
0: punch and he's out. Right? No, no, no. no I was no, gonna no. say. No, that's not it. It's just after sixty seconds or so. I don't know. It's been like thirty like, years. Don't since act I like played you're a stud though. in
1: that game. Let's. Let's. We're gonna bring it out. We're gonna. We're gonna test this. I was stereo. a stud in the game.
0: I beat Mike. We can I plug also, it in
1: downstairs in the weight room since nobody uses it. I was
0: also a stud in the arcade version of Punch Out. Okay. Sans Mike Tyson. That one it was, was really just straight hard. Straight up punch out with the green grid boxer. Yeah. You remember that? I had that
1: on Dreamcast, yeah. actually. No, no. I had Rumble, Rumble Bronk? Rumble? I don't know. Rumble don't to know. Rumble, I think, is what it was okay. on Dreamcast. That was fun. That was really hard. That was very difficult.
0: Yeah. Nowadays, they've got uh, with, the, with the VR headsets, mm-hmm. you know, you can put it on and you can actually, I think they have, they have a game that's called Creed. And were you were you basically? Are you, you the band you, Creed? You, no. Do you you're, get to fly around Dallas and the cool things? You're Adonis Creed. You're Adonis oh. Creed from uh the, oh, cool. the, the, the Creed movies. Yeah. And uh, you get to fight Drago's son. Pretty Ricky Conlan. We probably get to fight him too. I don't know. I don't have a VR headset. I'm not I'm not a wealthy man. Yeah. But uh, okay. anyway, yeah, fun we, stuff. We can dream, right? Indeed we can. Uh so yeah, big big night for the Cowboys though. Uh very exciting. Uh they 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 looked great. Um, and head coach Mike McCarthy, just loved what he saw from the defense.
2: Defensively, I, I thought we were outstanding, consistent, you know, in all five games. I mean, they, they are definitely the, the straw that's stirring this drink. I mean, they're, 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 they're you know, uh, we felt strongly come out last year about our, our group and, you know, had a great off season and everything leading up to this. But, uh, boy, they're just playing lights out. You know, we expected a you know, heavy run game uh, coming from the Rams. and But when we had our opportunity to pressure, I thought our guys were... Outstanding. Obviously, the three takeaways were were huge and a big part of our victory.
0: Absolutely, uh, and, and that's really what uh, the Cowboys' defense. There's no question about. It. I mean, they, they've they've what they they are what has has kept things going. Uh, in
1: the three years of uh, listening to almost all of his press conferences, there is a stark difference in his voice when uh, when they're winning, for obvious reasons, obviously. But it's different. He's he seems different now. He's coming up with sayings. He's. He's having all these weird, you know, I don't even know what to He just, he sounds different, and it's kind of more enjoyable,
0: actually. Probably because he's thinking, oh, you know what, I, I actually may have a job next year. He
1: doesn't have Jerry on his back.
0: They have been excellent defensively. For, get this, for the first time since 1972, defense has allowed fewer than 20 points in each of their first five games. Yeah. They've got 20 sacks, the fourth most by uh, a team through five games since the 1970 merger. In addition to the five sacks of Matthew Stafford yesterday, the Cowboys also pressured him 20 times. Cowboys allowed plays of 54 and 75 yards, including Cooper Cooper Cup's touchdown. That was in the first half. In the second half, they allowed 194 yards on the entire 62 other plays that were called. Now, they're not setting the world on fire offensively, right? But Cooper Rush is 5-0 as a starter. Mm -hmm. He threw for just 102 yards. He didn't turn it over, though. So the Cowboys became just the second team to win without having a running back or tight end catch a pass. Uh, and, And... you know, 102 yards. That's all he needed. That's all you needed yeah, from. Look, like from you Cooper said, Rush. it's conservative.
1: It it obviously is because it's necessary, but it's working. So who cares? You know, let let them do what let, let them keep doing what they're doing because it's clearly simplifying the game for Cooper Rush. So he doesn't make the he doesn't have to make the boneheaded plays because they're limiting how many times right. he throws a ball anyway. Because they can. Right. Because finally the run game picked up. Right.
0: Uh, now, here's, uh, here's Jerry Jones on the Cowboy defense.
2: Well, first of all, it's technically sound, uh, but it is playing uh, at an uh, inspirational level. And these guys are playing in spots that they excel at, and they're playing in places that uh, uh, they, they don't uh, put a hole in the defense for them to go out there and be everything they ever wanted to be. And uh, Quinn and Mike have allowed that. To, at the classic. Let your players play in the best spot so that they can see and, ex- and uh, excel at what they do best. That's what that defense is doing. Those players are playing. They're getting to play in places and getting to make plays at things they do best.
0: And your bobbing. Back it up. My, Back it my, up. Bobbing my head to the beat of that backing <laughs> up truck in here. Back it up, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the cowboys definitely enjoying the moment right proving that they're here for a reason yeah they've got a purpose it comes with winning four games in a row none of us saw this happen i mean most of us didn't see this I no sure no but, but even my, with Dak, no we did not see no. this but my track record as a prognosticator not the greatest so you know you and me both that's that's you know that's yep. neither here nor there but yep. uh now comes the fun part sunday night a little after seven o'clock sunday evening they are going to play the NFL's last undefeated team, in the five 0 Philadelphia Eagles with the first place in the NFC East on the line. Hell yeah, giddy up! Um, so yeah, Sunday night football, huh? Sunday night football, that indeed. Was very good timing on their part. Now over in Houston, it was a it was a, it was a big deal for the Texans. Who, the, as the Houston Texans are now no longer winless. Oh,
1: okay. And
0: some uh, one were of the, they the last one? They were okay. They were, and so now there are none. And then there were none. And a former Florida Gator is, is proven to be just everything that everybody thought he was be Talk, uh, talking about uh, running back Damian Pierce, mm-hmm. helping hoist the Texans to their first win of the season. Uh, arguably the biggest contributor to his team's success all day yesterday. 99 yards on the ground, 14th through the air, 29 total touches. Major contributor down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had some spirited runs late in the game, highlighted by a real productive day on the ground. Uh, for the, and they were up against the uh, number seven rushing defense in the league. He to the rock seven wow. of Houston's twelve plays in their final drive, and went seventy-four yards in almost seven minutes. Most notable came on a second and five from the Jacksonville twenty-two. Pierce showcased the ability he absorbed contact really like he did at the collegiate level, just plowing through a plethora of, of would-be tacklers, turning out twenty yards, pushed down to the twenty-two yard line. Uh, two plays later, he punched the ball into the end zone, and uh, yeah, I mean th- this was it. This was this was I enjoyed watching the Texans pretty much for the first time since. The season opener against the Colts. <laughs> when was the last time you could say that? Since 2015? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so yeah, Damian Pierce definitely solidifying himself as one of the premier rookie backs. Now, Enjoy it, Texans fans. Absolutely. Now, one other bit of Texans news, and I think that if, if you have a Deshaun Watson jersey, you should probably listen up here. Oh. Uh, apparently uh, they needed seven months to decide this over there in, in Bayou City, but you can now trade in your Deshaun Watson jerseys for a discount for a new jersey, anyway. Okay. Texans haven't specifically said today that you can trade in Deshaun Watson jerseys, but the use of Watson's old number four jersey in a tweet and the 44% discount makes it pretty obvious. They're trying to dump this guy's That's excess it?
1: inventory.
0: 44%? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Watson's Whatever. accused by numerous women, of course, sexual misconduct when he was a member of the Texans, Cleveland Browns, and, and all that. Uh, Texans, though, they announced today it's de- uh, that it's time to let you decide to trade in the Watson jerseys. Uh, a tweet that basically is indicating that you as a fan should be grateful to owner Cal McNair and his generosity for that discount, which is probably not the flex the Houston Texans think it He's is. He's such a tool. Yeah. God, I can't stand that guy. Decent gesture, though. Just took way too long. I mean, how many of these Watson jerseys are A decent a gesture would have note? been
1: just. A straight up trade out for something else.
0: Well, that's 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 a because that's still a fair making them gesture. Now that's a fair gesture, a you're, nice gesture. You're not even I'm getting, about getting half off. decent Gesture. They're just giving you. Know, they're giving you percent. They're still going to charge you over a hundred dollars for these for a jersey. I don't understand why anybody could walk around wearing one of those. It's just they're so uncomfortable. I like wear. I like wearing them at the games. I don't know. They just they, they itch when I wear them. I can't wear them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one last bit of news out of the NFL, real quick. Dick of the kicker hadn't missed a beat. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, former Texas Longhorn place kicker Cameron Dicker, he nailed the go-ahead field goal in his NFL debut yesterday, helping lift the Philadelphia awesome. Eagles to a 2017 win over the Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. He accounted for eight of the Eagles' points yesterday. He scored on every kick he attempted. He kicked two extra points after touchdown runs, booted a 42-yarder uh, in the third quarter, and then provided the eventual game-winning uh, kick with 23 yards with a little less than two minutes left in the game. Good for him. Eagles are now the only undefeated team at 5-0. and now keep this in mind. That won't last. No. Especially if the Cowboys keep playing mm-hmm. this way. Uh, Dicker was signed to the team's practice squad earlier in the week to fill in for the injured Jake Elliott. Hurt his ankle. Elliott's injury not expected to be long-term. Sure. So Dicker's future in the NFL is still hey, up in the air. Hey, put on good tape. Someone will pick you up. Yeah, well, I, I I think at the very least, that you know teams out there are going, well, you know, we really could use a, a kicker or, or what have you. They're looking Every at team going, could use a kicker. They're a looking at point. him going, okay, you know what? Yeah. This this Cameron Cameron Dickers a pretty legitimate guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a look and see what we got. I hope so. Uh, but uh, yeah, very possible that 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 could be his only. And <laughs> uh, don't forget Monday Night Football tonight. The one and three Ve- uh, Las Vegas Raiders taking on the three and one Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be another all Mahomes. The, the all I would very much, show.
1: I just really need uh, their Ve- uh, Vegas's running back and tight end to do very well this evening. That's all I ask. Oh, for. because
0: they're on your. Uh, Fantasy team, yes, sir, mm. Darren, well, The Raiders traveled to Arrowhead in last place. They've uh, lost three contests by a total of thirteen or more. I don't points. think
1: the Raiders are as bad as their record shows. I think they're if they, especially if they win tonight. I mean, that'll
0: catapult. I, I think them you're back right, up. but but I don't think that you could argue that this is a pretty it's much in Vegas, this is a, right? No, this oh. is at Arrowhead, uh, and this is pretty much a near must win for them because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Raiders going into a bye. Yep. So yep, they got to win this. Yep. Good luck. Coming up. A little college football talk. The Texas Longhorns back in the Oh, eight, they had a game, too. They did I play. they did pretty well. They did okay. Yeah, they did all they right. They did all right against those guys up uh, north I'll of the I'll tell you what, they did better than the Aggies, you know what I mean? That they did. Uh, Longhorns back in the AP 25. We'll tell you where. Coming up, 512-834-1027 is a number in the bullpen. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the Bullpen Monday edition. Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins with you. Hello. 1027 ESPN, 512 1027 is the number. Give us a call. One want to talk a little college football. Now's the time, my friend. Yeah. Now Giddy is up. the time. Your
1: opinions are always welcome here.
0: Despite zero top ten teams losing during week six, the AP's top 25 college football rankings have gone under some Fairly significant changes. Yes. They've morphed uh, in the past couple of days. Unfortunately. Biggest revision, the swap at number 1 for the second week in a row. Oh, Georgia's back. Georgia taking the top spot after crushing Auburn 42-10 on Saturday. But instead of Alabama dropping one spot... They dropped two. Oh, bummer. Ohio, Ohio State now number two. How about that? Uh, that after taking down Michigan State 49-20. So Alabama has now dropped to its I mean, lowest that's not ranking saying the much
1: year. Michigan State is not very good. I
0: know, which year. is why I don't understand why Ohio State's taking the top. Something must have happened that I just didn't notice you yeah. weren't paying attention to. But I mean, it was a close I mean, obviously game at Texas a and Well, I understand that. But they still won. But they still won. Yeah. And Michigan State is not, like... They're not world beaters. Hooray, the Spartans.
1: We you know. when, when Washington played them, they were number eleven. But I mean, they literally dropped out of the rankings yeah. after that they're, loss. They're just, they not, they're just not
0: great. No, but Alabama's now dropped to its lowest ranking in the year, number three, uh, after eking out that win over A and M, and uh, a lot closer than I think that the Tide mm. fans mm. thought it should be. Nick Saban, everybody wanted yeah. it to be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but um, the Tide were without Heisman Trophy candidate uh rice young so there is that uh but there are some other changes in the top 10 undefeated clemson at number four switching spots with number five michigan tennessee up to number five they push usc and oklahoma state down a spot each at number seven and eight respectively you've got number 11 ucla number 16 mississippi state they both jumped seven spots after their wins over utah and arkansas illinois debuting at number 24 undefeated james madison breaking through at number 25 now Mm-hmm. Kansas suffered its first loss of the season to uh, TCU. Jayhawks are in their first top 25 uh, ranking since 2009 last week, and they remain at number 19, TCU 13. Notre Dame, one of the biggest upsets of the day, they beat number 16, BYU, and the Finding Irish remain unranked. BYU, though, has dropped off the list.
1: Yeah, I don't think either of them deserve to be in the rankings. Yeah. Uh,
0: And then another notable notable upset includes unranked South Carolina taking down former number 13, Kentucky. The Wildcats dropped. 10 Spots to number 23. Oof. Um, but if we take a look here, uh oh, Texas Longhorns <laughs> uh-oh. found themselves ranked number 22 in the latest edition of this AP poll. <laughs> Way to set that up. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that, of course, coming off that 49 nothing. Yeah. Just absolute. Route's, route's not even the word to use. Here. Slaughter. I've never seen, I have never, not since I've been paying attention, have I seen the Oklahoma Sooners. Play this bad against the Texas Longhorns.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe I know they, it's
0: happened, but I've never I've never paid enough attention to see this was I've never seen anything like this from the Sooners against the, the Longhorns.
1: Man, they were so close to fifty too. Yeah. They they should have got fifty. Yeah. What's up with that? Why are you only getting forty nine? Couldn't go for the two. Why you gotta be greedy? C- couldn't man. go for two. Why you gotta be Get greedy? Get the even fifty, man. That's cool.
0: <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> complain about it either. Look, so there Vince you go. It's not my team. Uh, lots of shake up in the AP 25. Your Texas Longhorns back in the 25 for the first time in a few weeks at uh, number 22. Let's head to the phones now. Daniel Wayne into the bullpen this afternoon. Let's talk a little AP rankings. How you doing, man?
2: Hey, pretty good, guys. Hey, um, do they use style points to uh, to do their rankings? Because it's kind of weird that Oklahoma, like uh, Alabama fell from grace from one to three. That's what we were just yeah, saying. Yeah, We're
0: with you on that one. I think you're right. Seems like it. It had to because I mean they they still won over a And M. It wasn't a pretty win, mm-hmm. but they won. Mm-mm. And uh, and so I, I just yeah, I'm still not quite sure exactly how they 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 had Ohio State jumping over Alabama there. I really I really don't have an answer on that one. Odd though. Wow. Mm. So you don't see you okay. don't see it that way either, huh? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that Alabama got cheated. Yeah, somebody. Somebody on that Ohio State squad uh, grease some palms. <laughs> Look, a we can complain now, but you know
1: they'll be back to the top spot eventually. It's, just, it's it's always how Alabama is.
0: Bring Bryce Young back, and they'll be back. Imagine yeah. imagine
1: it being such a big story to drop from one to three. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I know. The world is falling. Well, I mean,
0: that just shows what a great program you got. Exactly. If, if, if you you know, yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, hey. Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Have yourself a great Bye. day. And, uh, Happy yeah, Monday. I, I'm with him, though. It's like, how how does that happen? But it, it did. It did. It did. Uh, so, yeah, Texas Longhorns back at number 22. And Quinn Ewers was the star of the show on Saturday, finally getting a chance to play in his first Red River shootout, That's, showdown, good. rivalry, Red River blowout, as it were. Uh, he made the most of it. That historic 49-0 win over Oklahoma. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, did I see this right yeah, 49-0, that's the largest margin of victory over the Sooners in program history for Texas. Previous high was 33. What time is it? 33 points. 142? It, and o, OU still sucks. Thank you. Previous high, 33 <laughs> points scored back in 1941 and 2005. Saturday's shutout also marked the first time the Sooners held scoreless since 1998. You can think. I love it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there, there, I mean, there are more. The, things, things just did not go well for the, for the Sooners, and everything went right. Uh, for, for the uh, for the Longhorns, so you had uh, you were throwing for a career high two hundred and eighty nine yards, completing twenty one of thirty one passes. Just looked great. Uh, and sorry, I lost my cut sheet here. There it is. Okay, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, I'm trying to do like thirty things at once here. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
1: you're doing really good at it. You um, are very good at it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but he two hundred eighty nine yards, twenty one of thirty one uh, for four touchdowns and one interception. Redshirt freshman said it was a dream to play in this game, and uh, actually spoke a little bit afterwards, given that this is his was his first game back after that clavicle mm-hmm. injury. Hard
1: to say what I thought if I felt like I was going to be rusty or not, but you know, when Coach told me, I was what was going through my mind was really just, it's time to go, and that's pretty much it. And you know, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity he gave me and. You know, to finally play in, play in this, uh, this game is, is really exciting for me. And I know all these guys were pretty excited. But, you know, growing up a fan, I always wanted to play in this one. So it's, it's pretty special.
0: Yeah, I, I think it would be. Uh, I mean, if, if you're a fan, that's the one. The, the, the Red River rivalry is, is, is it, especially without A&M around anymore.
1: It's really funny hearing uh, Quinn Ewer's voice because it doesn't match – like the confidence, I, the way he, he's so confident on the field. Oh, he's so poised. And then you and then you see him, and then you hear him, you know, talk at a press conference, and he sounds like the most humble, shy guy I've ever heard in my entire life. He was so poised. Yeah, uh, it's just funny. It's just it 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 doesn't seem like that.
0: He's only played nine total quarters of college football. That's pretty. That's yeah. That's not a lot. And uh, uh, head coach Steve Sarkeesian noticing some growth coming out of yours. Well,
3: I think I think there's a couple things that stand out to me with Quinn. One he's got a he's just a natural passer you know so I, I know that sounds like what what is he just a broad scope of like everything yeah, of course a quarterback's a natural passer but I think that when he throws the ball things the feel of the pass come naturally to him it, it doesn't feel like it's a game plan thing or it's robotic like he did something in training with his quarterback coach he's just dropping back, feeling the coverage, feeling our route, and he's throwing the ball and he throws people open. And so that that's the first part. I think the second part with Quinn that is relatively unique for a guy that's only played about nine quarters, he's very calm. You know, I don't ever feel like the moment's too big for him. And he's been in some pretty big moments already in his career with Alabama here, Red River game. He just seems very calm, very clear minded. There's not a lot of clutter up there. He's just he knows what he's being asked to do, and he tries to operate it at a high level. And then when there are mistakes, some of which you guys don't see, but we're coaching him hard on that maybe there's an error here, or misread there, or poor decision, he's very coachable in game. You know, It's not like he doesn't understand what happened, or it's not like he's defiant and doesn't w- want to do it right. He's very clear-minded, he's very coachable, and he tries to do it right the next time. And as a coach, that's, that's about all you can ask for.
0: Absolutely. High praise from the head coach, yeah. I think, and
1: well-deserved as well, and because no, he's only shown good things since he's been here.
3: Yeah, no
0: doubt about it. Um, they're, they're, uh, the Longhorns win over OU on Saturday also ended a 311-game scoring scoring streak by Oklahoma, which wow. was the seventh longest in the FBS and also ended an FBS best streak of 167 straight games with an offensive touchdown. They didn't get any—they had no offense. Such a shame things yeah. aren't
1: going well up in uh,
0: Norman. 195 yards, 11 first downs. Uh and uh their leading receiver, two catches for 25 yards. Ouch.
1: Yeah, it was a it was dominating, man. It was pure domination from from start to finish. Yeah. They yeah. looked really really good.
0: Yeah, so for Texas who And that's lost... not
1: a home that wasn't a home, you know, advantage. Home field advantage at all. I mean, it was, you know, 50-50, but it was still a a, a tough environment for a while and they just no doubt. they completely withstood it all and just Got out of it and just dominated.
0: So for Texas, uh, which had lost you know four straight to Oklahoma, yeah, this was a chance to to celebrate, particularly for guys like Demarvion Overshawn, you know, finally able to bring that golden hat trophy back mm-hmm. to Austin. And so you know, start gonna let the guys celebrate for a little bit. It'd
3: be remiss if I didn't let our staff, our players, our fans enjoy it, right? I and mean, we did for twenty four hours, whatever it was, not even that much. As a staff, we came in Sunday morning, uh, watched the tape, graded the tape, put it to bed, and we got on to Iowa State. This morning, we met with the players like we do on any other typical Monday. The first half of our meetings were to review the film from the ball game. The second half was to you know, close the book on, on the Red River and move on to Iowa State. So very kind of typical format for us as it would any other week. And I thought our guys really came out this morning uh, with good intent. Dialed into what we're trying to do. Uh, a lot of learning on a Monday for us, but I, I like the I like the intent with where they're at. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, we didn't we didn't play great last year against Iowa State at their place. We played decent in the first half. It really got overwhelmed in the second half. Didn't play very well in the third quarter. So I think our guys are hungry to go out and, and play a better brand of football this year.
0: I clearly they are. He did mention. I, I noticed at halftime he did mention that the, that they they were having um, not problems, but they they were having to stay heads up on the wildcat yeah. formation there a lot because sure. Oklahoma that's all they had left they had nothing mm-hmm. they were they were trying to patchwork of different things and the wild even though the wildcat didn't even really work that well for them it's about the best and they the, were able to muster up yeah i don't think there was a
1: lot of scouting report on that as well you know using a bunch of players that they probably weren't expecting to see yeah. so it probably gave them a little trouble early on but I, they adjusted i mean it obviously it worked just fine cuz they didn't even score so
0: yeah, Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, he says uh, he did a poor job in the showing there on you Saturday. Think? So, <laughs> you think? And Twitter erupted with with all kinds of reaction to this, including from Kevin Durant. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. What's Kevin, what's Kevo saying? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Texas can you alum. Can say this out loud? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I can say <laughs> it. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's, he's a alum, Texas alum. Uh, he dealt the the Oklahoma- we call We
1: call them uh, uh, lifetime long.
0: Lifetime longhorn. Yes. There you go. Lifetime. Uh, he dealt a pretty harsh dig to to Brent Venables, uh, taking the, to Twitter to suggest the Sooners may have made a mistake in bringing the former Clemson Clemson defensive coordinator over to Norman. He says, "Hey yo, somebody tell Brent Venables to pass the joystick. This ain't it." <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, but, yeah, and look. Did- he's, Kevin Durant is a
1: national treasure.
0: He's far from the only guy to criticize.
1: I also love that he has admitted to having and admits to having burner accounts as well.
0: Yeah, well, I love that man. When you're a guy of that sort of stature, I'm glad he's a lifetime. You'd want to have a little bit of the ability to 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 be a little anonymous once in a while.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's not like you you can walk down
0: the street and nobody knows who you are. But now
1: everyone has to try and figure out which one it is. Well, who he is, yeah, because he's a stand of himself. We just don't know by who that makes it fun. <laughs> that makes it fun. God bless that man. Lifetime Longhorn, Lifetime Seattle Supersonic. Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't oh, know, it's true. Just it's thought... a true statement. Well, I just think it's funny because you said Lifetime Seattle Supersonic. And it's like, what happened to Seattle Supersonics?
1: Should, do we have to go down this road again? You're the one doing it. I'm. I was just praising him. No, you bring up the Sonics
0: every day. I, I don't
1: every day. Every I bring them up every day. I think so. Really? I think so because I want them back.
0: Five one two eight three four one two seven is the number. Does Brandon bring up the Sonics? Find every day? Find
1: it in the tape,
0: Isaac. I <laughs> dare you. He's not going to do that. No, I'm just kidding. But speaking of Seattle, what? There's something good that happened <laughs> in Seattle.
1: Yes, there was. After
0: trailing eight one at one point during Game Two of Saturday's American League wildcard tilt against the Blue Jays. Some team from Seattle stormed back.
1: Let me tell you, let me, let me, not only were they down eight to one, they were down eight to one in the sixth inning.
0: Yeah. And they, there were two four run innings, and that, that, two runs, or two innings, really, is those are why you're Mariners.
1: Did I not tell you? No, you did. I did tell you that in the playoffs, you never know because there's always some random player who does really well, who just gets hot at that right time. For no reason at all, and that, my friends, is called. His name is Adam Fraser. Oh, I
0: thought you were gonna say J.P. Crawford.
1: J.P. Crawford. Well, no. J.P. Crawford always had these. That was epitome of, of a J.P. Crawford double right there because he did that all year. He always had the weirdest singles or doubles. It just not, some of them just made no sense at all. But Adam Frazier, who was like a career two ninety guy, he's hitting sixty points under his his average uh, batting average, and dude was was a. Was a a very good leaping grab by Bo Bichette away from having a four hit game. Yeah, and he had a three hit game the week uh, the day before for the other win, the four nothing win. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. And then he he rips the double for the double two 2.0. I love it. We're gonna call it the double two 2.0.
0: The eighth inning was was especially chaotic here. Now they reeled off what four runs in the sixth. I don't know. I
1: blacked out, man. I don't I it, remember all yeah, of that. Yeah, it was,
0: it was eight one in the sixth. Yes, and they reeled off four runs, and and uh, so eight five in the eighth, and they reeled off four more. Um, it was a very bonehead
1: move by John Schneider to uh, take out their pitcher at that time. There was that.
0: I also questioned the move by George Springer out there in center field. Yeah, we saw it's the same mistake he made in twenty seventeen. In game five, I believe it was, against mm. the Dodgers. Mm. Springer sprinting in on a, on a short fly through center in, in shallow center. Already playing very hurt, by the way. Right. Now, you remember in 2017, Springer comes. He makes this dive in center. He misses it. The ball rolls all the way back to the wall. Looked really bad, although he toned himself the very next at bat. with a He, he launched a moonshot over the left field wall, still yep. haven't landed yet. Yep. Similar <laughs> situation over the weekend, only this time enter Bo Bichette. Who also was going for this shallow fly? Yep, his what was his elbow, forearm, his something forearm, like
1: that. His forearm landed on George Springer's forehead, and, or, or he dove into Bobichet's right. forearm,
0: basically. And then Springer's just splayed out in center field there. Yeah, and then for well, minutes,
1: and then. Bobashek gets lifted from the ground too because right. his momentum basically somersaulted him yep. away, like the other opposite direction of George
0: Springer. Meantime, all Mariners score on the play. That's right because the bases were loaded, and that's the way it works. Uh, and then Adam Frazier two outs. Too. That mentioned. would have been
1: the final out. And honestly, I will tell you, if Springer didn't even attempt for that ball, Bobuchet would have probably got it. Yeah, because it just I sailed so. right over. Even when he collided with him, it's still the ball was still in the air, yeah. and it just sailed right over his glove. It yeah. was crazy and i loved every second of
0: it but you mentioned adam frazier he gave the mariners the 10-9 lead top of the ninth george kirby closed thing out on the mound for the mariners in the bottom of the starter inning
1: starter george kirby by the way this so, was very reminiscent to when randy johnson came in, in the uh wild card game and came in for the three-out save and got it
0: right i loved it sending it's the mariners big, to the first alds for the first time since 2001 bad. is that that's griffey over there yeah, on the other great. side oh yeah yeah.
1: You nice. get it? I do. Not NBA jam, MLB jam. Get it. Love it. Yeah.
0: He's on <laughs> fire. Boom, shakalaka. Yeah. So, Ooh. let me ask you this question. Yes. Now, your Mariners are in quite a pickle. Oh, because, please. Oh, listen, don't.
1: please get your overconfidence out of my face. Sorry,
0: I, I don't ahead. know what what sorry, planet continue. you're living on if you think the Mariners are getting past the Astros.
1: I'm sorry, did we just not beat the number 2 scoring offense in the league? They didn't score any runs the first game. The second game, they scored all their runs in six innings, and then they got shut out, and we took over.
0: Let me tell you what the Blue Jays don't have. (laughs) The Blue Jays don't have a wealth of postseason experience, for one. That's true. They also don't have six starters up and down the rotation that could strike out 27 guys a night. Ooh. 27? Well, maybe not. The record? But That's over the record. Can you imagine that? Give me a break. You struck out every guy you Did faced. Did I not
1: just say, keep your
0: overconfidence out of my face? No, I'm not. This isn't overconfidence. This is just facts. You just
1: said 27. This is facts Get
0: right here. Um, I like this Mariner team. I've always liked the Mariners. <laughs> yeah. I do not like their chances against these Astros. Hey. And, I, and I, I, I appreciate your confidence. If they win, I'll be very happy for you. But, man, this is not an easy task that your Mariners are up against as they kick off the ALDS tomorrow against the Houston Astros. So, now, I know you I complain- guys have, have have done pretty well against the Astros recently. You have. No, not this year, but Not this year, year, but yeah, but in recent years you yes. have. Let me just uh
1: counter you here, my friend. Uh by the name of Logan Gilbert who Who? Yeah. Who? What do you mean who? What do you mean now? He has the second most strikeouts against your team in all of baseball. Thank you very much. Only behind Shohei Otani. Yeah. So he has because he great, can't hit, but no, he kidding. he has good six. He has good numbers against no. He Dallas does. Team. He does. However, we also get to counter in Houston with Luis Castillo. That's right. And I don't know if you recall his pitching the other day against the Blue Jays. Yeah, he looked great, but he went seven strong, mm-hmm. scoreless innings against the number two offense in the league. And now he's going to play you game 2.
0: You know what I think? You're well you're then it's going to be Framer Valdez for game 2 and expect Bring Justin it. Verlander for game 4. Bring it.
1: We've we tagged 6 Again, runs. He's going to get your 6 runs tomorrow. on him this this year in one game. Mm-hmm. All right? We're ready. Yeah. We're I don't know if you saw this the celebration. Eugenio Suarez screamed three times. We're ready for them. Let's not pretend.
0: We're that ready. You, let's not pretend Woo! that you didn't make it into the division series on an absolute fluke. All right, a fluke? Yes. How
1: do you? How is it a fluke when you come back from seven runs? Third team ever to do that all time in baseball. Because that Easter. situation in
0: center field with Bobichet, that's and not George our fault. Springer that's their fluke. fault for
1: going after it. That's not said, our fault for doing it. I never said that. it wasn't. I just we said hit it, it where was a they fluke. where we hit it where they could get it and they didn't get
0: it and we scored. Hence the word twice. fluke.
1: That's and, not a fluke. And, yes, it is. That's that's just dumb head. That's dumb bolt, boneheaded moves dumbheaded, by the other, by the opposite team. Opposos, opposing team. Listen, I'm trying to talk here, man. You're not letting me speak.
0: Come on, man. Get it out. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, dude. It should be a good series. It's I'm very excited. If look, I uh, would
1: I would be completely, utterly shocked if we didn't if we didn't get blown out at least a couple games, but I wouldn't also be shocked if we took this to all five.
0: No, I, I wouldn't either. I really, in all all seriousness, I am taking Astros in four. But this schedule if it is went stupid five. Though. Did you see I the schedule uh,
1: for this? Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What 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 are you doing? Yeah, Tuesday. You're going to ruin anyone's momentum. Tuesday at 2.30. Yeah. Way. Tuesday we and this, Thursday at 2.30. We get the mid-tier game uh, block. How stupid is that? Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to watch the Phillies.
0: So game one tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. Game two Thursday, 2.30 p.m. Uh, we've got the, the lineups are already out. Uh, so it, it's it's... Yeah, it's gonna be uh,
1: it's gonna be fun. I'm ready to banter for at least a few days with you about this. Oh, I I'm you ready. know listen, we're gonna be talking.
0: Yeah, were it not for certain directives, you and I could spend an entire hour every day on only baseball, which would be apropos given the name bullpen. Amen. But that's just us, baseball geeks, like total baseball. geeks. We
1: love baseball, but
0: we love football too. Oh, football's great. Don't get me wrong, but we're geeks. We're geeks for the beautiful game. Amen. Game. Bring it on, baby. All right, my friends. That's going to do it for us week. today here on the bullpen. We appreciate you joining us today. As always, make sure you stick around. Paul Feinbaum coming up next. That's right. Sports Talk with Ed and Beto at four. Yes, sir. And then uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. We we'll see sports. you then. See ya. Have a good one.